Welcome to Reality of the Rose with your host, Natalie Sprink. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 88 of Reality of the Rose. I'm your host, Natalie Sprink. Welcome to this week's episode. We are on episode seven of Zach's season. And I can say pretty confidently that I am um, I am liking Zach less and less as the bachelor, as the lead. I'm not saying he's a bad person or anything like that, but I just think that the lead is a bit going to his head. And I feel like he is in, he's taking this, this role as lead almost too literally, do I want to say? I don't, I don't, I feel like his attitude is getting suckier as time goes on. Um, he didn't have any condescending moments this episode with women like he did on the past two episodes, but this episode was especially, especially cringy to me due to his, um, fake crying or his, his, uh, attempts at trying to cry and looking upset, but not. So I guess what I'm saying is that I think that he feels like he has to act a certain way and say certain things. And it's just becoming more and more apparent that he is trying to like appropriately fill the shoes of the bachelor and not just be himself. I almost kind of hope that this isn't the real Zach because I don't feel like he is very genuine at all. I don't think he has good responses to the women and their PTCs, their proclamations of their feelings towards him, their uh, them being vulnerable, at least in the bachelor sense of being vulnerable. Uh, I hate that word. I can't believe I just said it, but I don't know. I'm, I'm ready for, for Zach to not be the lead anymore. Uh, speaking of leads, so I'll get more into recap, obviously, but speaking of leads, it's the one piece of bachelor tea I sort of have. I don't know that there's anything else real big news that I've seen over the past week. If so, I've missed it. So you're not going to hear about it, <laughs> but I'm not usually a spoiler person. I don't do spoilers. However, spoilers about who the next lead will be. I don't care so much about like that's, that's, I guess that's something you can guess about and see if you're right. It is, but it's not about like the current game particularly. So I guess one could argue that, but I, 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 know who the bachelorette is going to be or well who is rumored to be the bachelorette by reality steve and he usually about the next lead is correct so i'm going to reveal that here if you do not want to know i want you to fast forward about mm, a minute or so so that you don't hear it and i'll tell you when to go but i'm just going to go ahead and reveal who it is if you if you don't care then listen in. But 
Okay, so now forward ahead a minute. If you want to know, then if you don't want to know who the next bachelorette is, start now. The next bachelorette is going to be Charity. Now, I am not real excited about this. I really like Charity. I think she's drop dead gorgeous. She seems totally sweet. But I'm just afraid she's going to be a bit boring. And I'm a bit afraid that we don't. I mean, she's gotten airtime, but not a ton. And I don't feel like we really know her all that well. I feel like she's a bit passive to be the lead. Who knows? Maybe she'll be great. But I just feel like she also could be, I say also like comparing that to Zach, but I don't know. I'm just not sure if she is going to be like fun to watch or exciting to watch. And I was wrong. I totally thought it was going to be Gabby. So anyway, that's that. Um, let's go ahead and get started with the recap. How about it? I was, and just as a side note, I was going to have, I had asked Julie to come on and recap with me again, but I gave her very, very, very little time. I probably asked her about a half an hour before the show started, which was very unfair of me. And I should have thought of it sooner. I just did not. And I was like, I, you know, I should, and well, it didn't suit because, well, I let her know like three seconds beforehand. So uh, but next week I am, or the plan is to have Allie, my daughter, Allie recap with me and, um, her coworker and friend, uh, is going to join her. Laura, I think is her name. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, but they are going to recap with me next week. Um, now speaking of next week, sorry, we will get to the recap. Speaking of next week, we learned at the end of the show that next week there's going to be two episodes. There's going to be the, uh, hometowns on Monday. And then on Tuesday is going to be the men tell all. Then the week after that will be, um, whatchamacallit fantasy suites. And then the following week will be the finale. So I'm not sure. So I think next week we're definitely, I'm going to recap with Allie and Lara. Lara. I think it might be Lara. I'm sorry, Lara. Or uh, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing it wrong. <laughs> Please forgive me. I, Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, but I, I think, not I think, I am only going to recap the uh, hometowns with them because the mental all is really hard to recap Really? I don't even know if I'm going to do a recap of the mental all or not. I have to decide that yet because it's very hard to recap, especially with people that, cause I don't think they have Allie and Lara have watched it all season. I, they may have watched a little here and there, but which might make it more fun, but they for sure won't know what's going on in the mental all. But also it's just so hard to recap that, you know, I don't know. So we'll see. Anyway, so stay tuned for next week. All right. That being said, let's get into the recap. All righty. So we have segment one. Um, whoopsie. Speak of the devil. Um, next or this week, the girls and Zach are in Budapest and we learn again from Zach as he ITMs about it, that it is the epitome of romance. So there, then I get there again, um, Budapest, I guess, apparently too, is also a great city to fall in love with fall in love in 
last week it was, what was it last week? Last week it was, tell me, tell me where it was. Oh yeah, Estonia. And that was a great place to fall in love. And then the week before was somewhere else that was also a great place to fall in love. So now we're in Budapest, which is the epitome of romance. So I'm not sure if it's the epitome of romance. I don't know. I've never been there. So who am I to say? Uh, I just think that they're never going to go Budapest. That's the last place I think about when I think of romance. And it is the wrong place to fall in love. So, yeah. So... I made a note that I wonder if Zach will be a douche to one of the girls on this show again today. Uh, he was not really. I don't think so. If, if he was, I was probably really looking for it, if we're being honest. But he, he was fine. He wasn't like a douchebag to anyone. But I think what they did to Greer was a little douchey. And that I mean, that was not his. That was not his fault. But I'm just jumping ahead. They Greer got tested negative finally for, and she was, I'm assuming, uh, quarantining in what it have not been Estonia would have been the, the place they were before that, <laughs> that was where I was that when, when Zach, I don't know. Anyway, so she was quarantining. It was so obvious that he was not going to like, he, he has to cut people, right? We're on a time frame. Obviously, he's got to cut people. So an obvious person to cut is Greer. He knew that. He totally knew that. He's known that for weeks that she wasn't going to go to the final four. He's known that. So the producers knew that. So why did they fly Greer all the way back or all the way to Budapest just to have to knock on his door and be broken up by him and then leave Budapest again? I just thought it was ridiculous. I and so unfair, like just, just have like a little scene where, you know, you, you tell her or Zach, I don't know how to handle it. I'm not a producer, but I just think it was really dumb for them to fly her all the way there only for him to break up with her. So, um, so in a way that was douchey, but that was more douchey on the part of the producers. So, uh, and so speaking of that, they have, um, Jesse had this little talk with Zach again, and they did the exact same thing as they did last week where they sit there and he breaks down each girl and what he thinks about them. And just like last week, everything he says about them is pretty vague and pretty general. And he could, you could have taken the description of any one of those girls and put it on another one and you wouldn't have known the difference. Like he would say, I'm, she makes me feel so comfortable. I feel so comfortable with her. Okay. So if you say that about Gabby, does that mean that, that charity doesn't make you feel comfortable or that Brooklyn doesn't make you feel comfortable? No. And then he would say, oh, she, so-and-so, um, just makes me laugh or so-and-so, um, just is so inspiring or I don't know, whatever, just general vague adjectives he used about them. Um, it, it seems like they've done that two weeks in a row. So whatever we get that. And then, um, he tells Z Jesse tells Zach at this point that Greer's finishing up her quarantine, but is headed to Budapest. And he's like, awesome. He's like, awesome. Awesome. <laughs> it's his favorite word. That's awesome. That's awesome. Cause I'm going to break up with her. Awesome. Uh, the date card comes and the girls are all waiting for it, obviously. And we learn that Katie gets the first one-on-one segment two. 
Katie, it's Katie's date. And I believe, so we talked at the very beginning of this season about how apparently it came out and obviously they did not show it and I'm sure we'll never show it, but they, it came out that the book that Game of Roses, um, Pace Case and Bachelor Clues wrote, uh, How to Win the Bachelor was being read on the set of The Bachelor. And so the big question was like, who, if it was, was it more than one person, but who was reading it? Kind of wondering if after I saw this Huju, if not, if it was not Katie, because she did all, she did every component except for one. So she had a, an approach. She had a mount. She jumped above his hips and she's, she's a taller girl. So I feel like it was more of an effort. So she jumped above his hips. Now she did not get an ankle lock. She did fail at that, but she got above his hips. She was up above his head. Like her head was above his head and she looked down on him to kiss him. She definitely kissed him more than once. And then she had a dismount. So I thought this was a really good hooju. So good job, Katie. Um, their date, um, their date was basically like touring the city together. So they just kind of like walked around and did stuff around the city. Um, I thought it was funny. Zach makes a comment in ITM that the fact that I still get butterflies with her, he, like he was saying, I like the fact that I still get butterflies with her. And so I'm thinking, well, geez, like this is probably the 12th hour that you have spent with her in total. So I sure as hell hope that you still get butterflies with her, at least if she's going to the final four, which we know she is like, shouldn't he still be getting butterflies at least with, well, maybe this was like his clue. Maybe she'll, she win. Maybe she'll win because if he still is getting butterflies with her, he never says that about anybody else. Maybe that's the clue that Katie's actually going to win because I would sure hope that you get butterflies about the person that you want to marry. So, hmm, hmm, something to think about, but, but anyway, interesting that he's not, you know, like I like that was shocking to him that he's still getting butterflies as if it's been all these years after all these minutes together, I'm still getting butterflies. So then as they're walking around, they see this random typewriter sitting at the corner of this sidewalk with a little sign next to it, which, you know, that's an everyday occurrence. So there's paper next to that typewriter. And I don't really know where the hell this comes from. Like what? I don't, what? So they are supposed to write a letter to each other with this typewriter. I don't I really don't get the typewriter. I, I don't know. Did the typewriter originate in Budapest? Like what was the, I don't, I don't know. Um, but they do, they put, they put paper in the typewriter and type out. I mean, I, you know, I love an old typewriter, like cool. Like I had typing class when I was in high school where you learn to type. No joke. I still think they should have that. I'm just being serious right now, but it just seems random. So they are typing on the typewriter and they write letters to each other. They type, sorry, they type letters to each other and then they share them with each other. And yeah, I mean, you know, when in Buda Budapest, do what they do in Budapest, type letters to each other. So, um, 
she says that he makes her feel like the most special girl in the world and she's on cloud nine. So again, very, very specific feelings here, you know, that you kind of would hope that the person you're wanting to marry, you would feel about, but you know, um, she says it's scary saying she's falling in love with someone because she's scared of getting her heart broken. But if she doesn't open up, she risks losing him. She definitely, I feel like is the one, wait a second. I feel like she's definitely I feel like that's an oxymoron, but <clears throat> I think she might be the reader of the book because that is very, a crucial, not a crucial part, but a definite component of this game is that if you don't open up, you do risk losing you do exclusing period. Right. So then we see a girl talk and they're talking about like, just career coming back. They're talking about kind of like, this is going to be hometowns next week, blah, 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 blah. Then the group date card comes. And based on who's going on the group date, we learn that Brooklyn gets a second one-on-one. -on -one. Now I made this note. We know this is the case now, but I made this note at this time that I'm worried that this means that she's going to go home. Because we can see that Katie's date is going pretty good. Although Brooklyn's date went well. Well, I guess it went well. I don't know that I'd want to swim in a bath with a bunch of other people. But um, anyway, I I don't know. I'm just worried at this point that she's going home. It turns out I'm right. Uh, whenever, But then whenever it's found out that Brooklyn has a one-on-one, -on -one, Kate, Kat, sorry, Kate, starts to cry. And so in this moment, I'm like, well either cat is going to go home. Maybe she'll go home too. Okay. So I was almost right here, but not quite. <coughs> okay. So now hang on, let me see how much time I got here. <coughs> wow. I'm sorry. I need to take a drink. How come sometimes I get like dry throat from talking so much and other times I just can talk and talk and talk. Okay. Sorry about that. All right. So then we cut to segment three. It's a nighttime portion of Katie's date. He tells her something very specific here. He says, there's something here with us. Wow. Going out on a limb there, Zach, there, there is something here with us, girl. I mean, you are, it's the final six. And I can tell you what, there is something here with us. <laughs> uh, she says that she, what he asks her what she's looking for and what she wants. She says she wants family, stability, and a man that's there for her. Mm. Again, very specific. Uh, nothing that any other woman would probably want uh, in a man. Then she says that he's amazing inside and out. Again, we are just really getting deep here. She tells him that he wouldn't. Okay, so okay, so now they're talking about like the home times and towns, and if if he goes. She says that he would not be meeting her dad because he left when she was at, she was very young. So then she was like, I guess, I don't know if they were married or not. She was not specific about that, but she said then her mom had another man in her life and she considered him like her dad. But then when she was in the eighth grade, he also left. So we are definitely getting fears of abandonment, which don't blame her. Not at all. Honestly, that would suck. So this is like the first, the first, not the first time. 
I've noticed this a bunch, but this is the the first time this episode that we get sort of Zach's classic actions and reactions. So he comes off as if he's listening very well. Like he just sits and listens. He doesn't interrupt. He just, he looks her in the eye and he's like nodding, like he hears her. But then when it's like his time to talk, it, he doesn't know what to say. And he just responds very awkwardly or doesn't respond at all, or just says something similar to, thank you for sharing that with me. I know that's hard. He doesn't, now I get it. We're getting an edited version. So maybe he's actually asking her questions, but if, if he's asking questions, we rarely see him asking anything more about it or even like expanding on his empathy for her. It's like, he doesn't really have it or showing her affection and making her feel like comfortable. They all say they feel so comfortable around him. I don't, I don't feel comfortable around him. I don't, I think he's awkward and I, it just doesn't seem like he knows how to handle uncomfortable moments, whether it be conflict or whether it be the girl being, okay, I'm going to say it again, vulnerable and like spilling her guts out to him. He doesn't know how to react. And it, I felt awkward for both the one-on-ones tonight when they got, they did their PTC or told their sad stories. I, I, I just, he, I think it was this one-on-one where he really stuttered. He was like, I, I just don't, oh, I don't, I mean, I can't, gosh, this is, it's really, oh man, I don't, I, yeah. Ooh. Thanks, Zach. Appreciate that hug. Um, I don't, I just don't know, but whatever she gets the rose. I mean, that's his way of, I guess, showing his, his affection is here's, here's the rose. Um, and then Katie ITM, she's falling in love with him. All right. So we cut to segment four and we see Greer, um, <coughs> we see her and she's like talking about how she's excited that, you know, she gets to see Zach now and she's done quarantining, blah, blah, blah. Cut right to the group date and they are at a theater. This was very odd and I can't decide how I feel about this whole date. So basically what this was, it was a theater and they first made this, this guy, this guest host or Jorge Moreno, if we're all Game of Roses fans, but, um, we like get the impression at first that he might be a magician because he does this like little magic trick with the girls and then but then he says he's going to read their minds. So he asks them to come on stage. And of course, Zach tells us this is going to be very important for him to learn more about the women. And I guess, but this did seem like it would be very triggering. And I'm not sure this was the right atmosphere to put them in. And again, I maybe they told Zach to be this way, but so many times especially this season with him, if there's been some kind of conflict, he seems to definitely go against the grain and he'll just act, you know, like, and they should have a little bit of power. Like if he wants to feel empathy and hug someone because they're crying, like let him do it or Zach, just do it. Cause you're looking like you don't give a shit is what it seems like to me. So anyway, it was very strange. And again, this is a TV show, so you don't know 
The girls acted really surprised and freaked out by this read your mind guy. But what happens was, is he gets them each in like a hot seat chair, like facing Zach, they're facing each other. So for instance, first we have, um, Gabby and he asks her like, what are two things that are important to her in a relationship? And she, and he tells her to think of the word and then he's going to write it down. And so she was, she was like, he said, think of a word. And so she did. He's like, are you sure you're thinking of a word? And she's like, well, I have two. And he's like, okay, I felt like something was wrong there. <laughs> okay. So he says, just think of one word. And she, and so, and so he goes just a second. So he writes on this little board and he said, now tell me your word. And she said, comp or safety, whatever safety, I guess. And he goes, well, what was your second word? And she said, comfort. And he turns the board around and safety and comfort are the words, whatever. I don't know. She seems totally freaked out by this and authentically freaked out by this thinking it's weird. It is <laughs> like what? So, so I kind of liked her reaction because she was like disbelieving, but yet like, uh, I don't know. I was right on board with Gabby. So then it was Ariel and he asks her, I think about like her fears or something. And it's same thing. She thinks of the word he writes it down. She says heartbreak and he turns around and says heartbreak, you know, like exactly. Then it was charity and he wants her to think of something from her past that was difficult for, her, I don't know, whatever. And think of the word, he writes it down, infidelity and turns it around, whatever. So they all get sort of triggered except for Gabby. Who's like, okay, I'm done. Like I'm sitting back down. This is weird. <laughs> this is weird. But Ariel thought it was a bit like strange too, but charity got really emotional and started crying. And then she went to sit down and then cat is next. And the guy tells cat that she is, uh, Oh wait, first I have to, I have to back up because, um, the guy also tells Gabby that she is confusing to people that she can be confusing to people. And while she was sitting there, she doesn't really get emotional or, or like weirded out by this necessarily, but later it triggers her. So anyway, back to Kat. He asks, um, she, he asks her about Zach meeting her family and whether she wants him to. And she says, yes. And then she changes it to, I think so. And then she starts getting emotional and he asks her if she's thought about leaving this process. And she admits that she had, but then she like looks at Zach and tells him that, you know, she would never do that though. It's just been hard for her, blah, 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 blah. And she gets emotional. Like, but, but both Charity and Kat got quite emotional. I mean, like had tears streaming down their face and he just sits there, like literally just sits there, really doesn't say anything, kind of does this like little head bob thing and like, mm, oh, mm, uh, like makes freaking noises. I don't know. He, he just... I don't, I, I would, it would be red flag city for me if I were these girls, but so this state was very intense. As the girls say, they leave and a couple of them are crying. Everybody's serious. They make look, they make it look like Zach's pacing. Like, Oh, this really is making him rethink things. <laughs> Scary. <clears throat> so yeah, maybe he learned something about them, but it was from a guy who's reading their minds and then he's 
it's basically making them cry. And doesn't Zach want to be the one asking the questions? <laughs> this is all like, seems like torture for these poor girls. All right. So then we cut to the next segment, but I am going to stop because we're about done with my 30 minutes. And so I'm taking a break. I will be right back. Okay. I am back. All right. So we're at segment five now and, um, it is, oh yeah, it's the nighttime portion of the date. And, uh, the first girl he talks to is Ariel and she is saying that her family, he's sort of questioning them all about like their family, like who he would meet and that kind of thing. So Ariel says her family is like a window into her life and she articulates very well, sort of like her feelings for him and how she's feeling so far in this whole process and how she's excited about her meeting her family and all this. And again, he is listening and nodding and humming, but he doesn't, he has like no response. Like he, he has no like feedback. It doesn't feel like it's a back and forth conversation. It's like, I mean, everyone wants a good listener, but you also want to have like some interaction back and forth. And it, he just is not, I'm not feeling that at all. This seemed like especially bad episode. Charity's next. He uh, makes some kind of statement that this evening is off to a great start, which I made a note. This means that something is going to go wrong. Um, but Charity tells him that today was really hard, but that she's 100% ready for this whole thing and ready for him to meet her family. And um, she says, it, oh, what? okay. So when she said that the, I mean, it's not, and I had to make sense of what my note was. So she said that this process was hard, but that she's 100% ready. So whenever she said this, he, okay. So he does respond to this, but this is what he responds. He's like, he looks at her and, and does this. This is, was a bit condescending and maybe he doesn't come across like this, but this is one of those things where you're like, you know what she freaking means? Like, why are you acting like you don't know? It feels patronizing somehow, but, it, but he goes, so when you say the process is hard, what part of the process? Are you freaking kidding me? What part of the process? Um, you know, maybe the fact that you're dating like a thousand other women and making out with all of them and what, what part of the process, literally the whole process. Don't be so patronizing. Ugh. Like, don't say such dumb, like insensitive kind of things because it almost makes them feel, I think it would make me feel like I was being ridiculous or something like, like this is a normal process. So what part of the process? Shut up. God. So then he, <laughs> sorry, he, um, ITMs that he knows that charity after this conversation, I guess she answered it correctly. You know, good for her. You, you, you rewarded Zach with an appropriate answer about what part of the process. Good God. So then he ITMs that charity is definitely there for him. I'm glad she proved that to you. I'm glad that she proved that for you, Zach. Do the other girls have to prove that, that they're actually there for you? Ugh. So then we see Gabby getting emotional about that whole date thing and about how she 
it, he, that guy tells her that she's confusing to people and you can tell she really is not wanting to cry and she's trying not to, but she's starting to like, it's starting to get to her. So we cut to kind of segment six, um, come back and it's Gabby's turn with Zach and she tells him that she has ADHD really, really bad. And she's got like a thousand things running through her mind at one time at all times. And he does say here that, but that is her personality and that makes her fun to be around, which she really likes and takes as great feedback, I guess. I guess at least he gave her some kind of feedback and um, whatever they make out. And that's that. I mean, she went from being like super, super upset to him saying that she, her personality is fun. And she's like, oh, all is good with the world now. Okay, let's make out. Then he pulls Kat and he asks how she's feeling about the date today, the awkward one. And he tells her um, that the uncertainty between them and about how he feels about her is making him nervous. But she says she would never walk away from him. And, or like, like the uncertainty, I guess he felt during that, that portion where the guy was like, she was admitting that she almost left and that she did, she thought she wanted him to meet the family. He said that that made him nervous, her saying that. So then we learn that, but she tells him she would never walk away from him. Then Zach tells us that, okay, everybody listen to this now, write it down. He says that engagement is forever for me. That's what he says. An engagement is forever for me. So if you aren't ready for that, I need to know that now. Ooh, okay, Zach, excuse me. Like I thought the last lead meant an engagement is just for two and a half months. That's what I thought they meant. But for you, the engagement's forever. Okay. So like, oh, it's forever. Did he expect that here Cat would go, oh, oh, forever? Oh, well, I didn't realize that. Well, then never mind. No, I think I better go then. <laughs> oh, God. So I guess she does a good enough job too of convincing him that she really wants to be there and she's never going to leave. And she's so ready for this and ready for him to meet her family, blah, 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 blah. And she goes on and on. And then he goes, okay, I'm feeling better now. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Zach. I'm so glad she appeased your um, nervousness. Okay. I'm so glad you got the point across that engagement is forever. Cause it's very glad. I'm very, it's good that you made that clear. So he gives, um, comes back and he gives the rose to Gabby and Kat's starting to lose it. She hates not feeling wanted. She's crying a lot. And we cut to segment seven. Then, um, we get this whole breakup with Greer. So I'm not going to go into detail here. Basically she knocks on the door. He like, I don't know. I'm just saying that if a guy talked to me on like our th like fifth hour of being together and I was supposed to marry him in three weeks. And he talked to me the way he talked to Greer on that freaking zoom cocktail party thing. Uh, I would have been like, Oh, COVID great. That's God's way of telling me I need out of this place. And I would have just laughed and said, see ya. Uh, but she doesn't, she comes back only to get broken up with in his hotel room. So great. Then he does his first fake crying. He acts like he's really, really sad about it. 
and he tells her that he doesn't feel hundred percent about her. And so basically has to send her home and that she's an incredible woman. That's when he fake cries. And then we get this weird thing that Greer does. She was like telling him that, you know, she totally understands she's crying. Her mascara is running anywhere, but she whispers the whole thing. I know it's okay. I totally understand this. I totally understand what you're doing. I know this is really our process. And I really appreciate literally she's whispering the whole thing. I'm like, why are you whispering? I, why are you whispering? I know you're upset, but usually whenever you are crying, you're like, I really understand. And you're doing that. But no, she was like, I really understand. And then she was ITMing even like that to the producers. She was ITMing in a whisper. And I don't know why she was whispering, but I guess she must whisper when she's upset. So it was very strange. And I don't know. Okay. I want to, I wanted to say, I, I just almost, <laughs> almost whispered that. I wanted to say, calm down Greer. But then I realized she's very calm. She's just whispering. So you, you got it. All right. So she's gone. Then. So it was cut to segment eight. And, um, so today's the same day. I guess this is true. Who knows if it actually is, but we're, we're led to believe by his ITM that he sent Greer home in the morning and then his date with Brooklyn is in the afternoon. And so magically he's really happy now. I guess he got all that crying out of his system and uh, he's really anxious to have this date with Brooklyn and he's, but he's really it was so difficult sending Greer home. It was not difficult. He did not want her there. He hasn't wanted her there for a few weeks. I again, don't know even why they brought her back. So Brooklyn also does a fairly good hooju. There was no ankle lock again, and she didn't get quite the height. I don't know. Her height was pretty good here. Her, it was pretty good, but she also didn't get ankle lock. Um, so they ride bikes through the city. They go on some like, like it's not a real hot air balloon. I'm not sure what the thing was, but it looked like a hot air balloon, but it wasn't actually uh, what it was. What really high. Oh my God. I must be boring myself. Okay. So they go up in this hot or whatever. So then they go cut back to Cat and Charity and they're having a girl talk just again about regular, like being worried about this whole process. So then Brooklyn and Zach go to a Hungarian bathhouse, which is basically just this big ginormous heated pool with a bunch of old people and nothing wrong with old people. I'm old, but it just, okay. I guess it must be traditional. They talk to this older couple who's playing chess, who asks them, it was a completely unnatural conversation, but I guess, you know, they have to have them having these like interactions with other couples to make it seem like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it's supposed to seem like. I, but they do it all the time. I, they didn't even really give them advice or anything. So that, but then they had this very weird conversation, Brooklyn and Zach. So they don't have mics on, I guess. So we had to get subtitles here while they were talking. But the conversation seemed very awkward between the two of them. And it was here that almost I was certain that she was going to go home. But it was the conversation was just her, like her saying she was really glad he chose her for the one on one. And he was like, me too. Or I don't know if he said me too, but. It was just, I don't know. It was just an awkward conversation. They were like a whole three feet apart. And, and then they were just, I don't know. 
there's ITMing in the background. It just was awkward. I don't know what, it just was awkward. And then, but then they kiss and literally everyone claps and is yelling kiss in what's the language that you speak in Budapest, whatever that language is. That's what they were yelling kiss. So <laughs> it's weird. It's weird dates. So segment nine, nighttime portion. And uh, she tells him that she's going to meet her grandma and grandpa and her mom. And this is where, again, she gets, she, so as a reminder, she was the one who was physically and emotionally in, in, abused by a prior boyfriend for several years. And um, in that conversation, she mentioned that she always said she was not going to be with someone that was like her dad. So I'm guessing he was the same, but she references that again and says that because of that, like, you know, she doesn't have a relationship with her dad. So he'd only be meeting her mom. And then she was very emotional about her grandpa and how her grandpa really took her and her sister in and treated them like he was their father. And just, she got really emotional talking about this and, then she went on to say how she's ready to take the next step and introduce him to her family. And here again, he does his typical, like awkward response, not super sympathetic or empathetic, not real comforting, not real compassionate about it. Doesn't hug her. Doesn't, I don't know. It's just like, he doesn't handle this right. So, so he's only feeling like he's thinking about himself here. So, I mean, I guess you're choosing the woman, but like, take a moment and just let her like feel her feelings. And it just seems insensitive. It just seemed really insensitive. So like immediately he says, can I have a moment? She was like, yes, of course. He said he needed some time to breathe and think. And he thanked her for opening up to him as he usually does. And he once like he thinks to himself, do I have the same confidence? He fake cries again. Um, he returns and says she deserves the best. And it's not fair if he's not fully confident, but he's not. And so she deserves love that he can't give her. And he doesn't give her the rose. So here, so he walks her out and he is trying really, really hard to cry here. Like really hard to cry. And the tears just will not come. He just, he tells her she's awesome, puts her shocking, right? He tells her she's awesome. Is this the right time or word to use? You're awesome. And puts her in the car and sends her away and then tries to fake cry again. Good God. So then they show the girls back at the hotel. They see Brooklyn suitcase being taken away. So they start to like, they're shocked. They have a group hug and then Zach announces in an ITM that he is going to have his best friend and the fake crying will pay off in the end. Okay. He doesn't say the fake crying will pay off then. He just says that this will pay off in the end. But I say it's the fake crying. Cut to segment 10 and it's the cocktail party. But then I was like, dot, 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 just kidding. There is no cocktail party. Uh, this is just the rose ceremony. Um. So again, as a reminder, Hope Towns are next week. We have two girls, Katie and Gabby, that already have the rose. Gat Greer went home. Well, I don't know if she went home, but she's now without COVID in Budapest. Maybe she can have a little fun. Um, so there's three girls left, and we only have two roses to give away. 
So he walks up to Jesse. Jesse is like, are you doing okay? I can see how hard this is. (laughs) Are you trying to get him to fake cry again? What do you, he has fake cried enough. The poor guy, the fake crying has got to be exhausting. Don't make him fake cry again, Jesse. So the roses, um, he gives this like sad speech. And so the roses go to first Ariel and then charity. So charity is going to the hometown. So I don't know if you recall, but last week I predicted that the top four would be this exact top four, except I thought cat would go to the top four and charity would go home tonight. So that is wrong. Cat goes home. And, um, so your final four ladies and gentlemen are Katie, Gabby, Ariel, and Charity. And, um, this next part with Kat saying goodbye was maybe in this entire show, this episode, the most forced, you know, at one point they showed, they, they showed Zach trying to fake cry. Like he was, I'm almost feeling like he didn't really give a crap about sending Kat home either, either that, or he is just not an emotional guy. And, or either that, or he knows who his final person is and has known from the very get-go. And really it's just a waiting game to get rid of all these other girls. And that's that. So, but he tried to fake cry really hard again. Cat is crying. Now you don't talk about not fake. Now, if she's fake crying, I'm fooled. Good job, Cat. But I don't think she's fake crying. She had the tears coming down, but they had showed Zach. Then they cut to her and showed her crying. And then they came back to him. He's got this like little wet spot by his right eye. It's not a tear. We didn't see a tear come down. It's like, it's, I don't, I can't decide. I almost feel like it's fake or he touched, I don't, her tears. And no, I don't know. Because you would have thought if a tear came out over there, it would have just like run down his cheek. And okay, so you think, oh, maybe he wiped it and smeared it. Well, you'd think if a man would wipe his tear with his like hands, it would have just wiped it away, but maybe not. But it was like a smear. I think it's, I'm just going to say it's fake. I'm going to say, I don't know where the water came from. Maybe it was spit. Maybe it was like a producer coming over there with eye drops. Maybe he was trying to wipe away a tear from cat's eye and he touched his own eye. I don't know, but the I don't know. I don't know. It's fake crying. So I, you know, if you all would have had a drink every time I said fake cry, you would be hammered right now. Um, so he sends her away. They try to make it this whole big drama thing. And I think it's because it's the last girl to go home before hometown. So it's always supposed to be this big, sad thing. And so, but I'm not convinced whatsoever. It's sad for her, but he doesn't give a shit. I'm just telling you, he doesn't. And then to end the whole scene, they have him stand like it's this whole choreographed scene. They have the girls in this arched area and they focus in on them with Zach blurred standing out watching the, the suburban drive away. And then they pan the other way and they focus on him and the girls get blurry. Very creative bachelor, very creative, but it was simply, simply set up <laughs> it was with the fake cry. Okay. So that was it. That is our, um, recap for tonight. 
Then we get the news about next week. Monday is Hometowns, Tuesday's Men Tell All, the week after that's Fantasy Suites. So then the three-hour finale will be the week after that. So so if I'm if I'm looking right, so let's look at a calendar, everybody. Get your calendars out. So that would mean next week, Monday and Tuesday is the 13th and 14th. Then the 20th would be Fantasy Suites. And then the 27th will be the three-hour finale. So by the end of March, we will be done with this season of The Bachelor. And I need to start thinking of Rose, Rose interviews to do again. If you guys have any ideas, let me know. Um, so that's that. Uh, once again, thank you guys for tuning in. I'm doing really good with these. These are all under an hour. It's not too hard if you just get to the point, right? Um, but anyway, as usual, tell everybody you know that they should listen to this podcast if they like The Bachelor. Also, go and give me a five-star rating. would very much appreciate it. Go give me just a few little words, just a few, just a few little words, just like 10 words about the podcast really will help me out, like sing its praises, you know, all the things. Um, Hit subscribe, hit follow, hit like, hit whatever you hit on your podcast platform that you listen to podcasts on. Was that redundant? Um, But thank you for listening. I really, really appreciate it. Tonight's Bible verse that I will end on is Romans 12, verse 21. And it is, don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. I hope you all have a great week. We got six inches of snow today in Northern Wisconsin. Yes, it is March the 6th, but we got six inches of snow. Supposed to snow again later in the week. FYI. Either way, have a great week and we will talk to you next week when I have a recap host of Allie and Lara. Please let it be Lara. I hope it's Lara. Can't wait. Talk to you guys later. Bye.